Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Poddiva. This is Poddiva. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley. Art School Girlfriend is one of the coolest lesbians on the indie music scene. A singer-songwriter, a DJ, a producer, a football player, no less. In this episode of Pod Diva, Art School Girlfriend, also known as Polly Mackey, talks to Diva's editorial assistant, Georgia Dimdor-Miles, about finding her name, the pain behind queer joy, and making sweet music with her partner, Marika Hackman, who just happens to drop in. And when you finish listening to this podcast, go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva magazine to hear more. Part Diva. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Oh, I hear a dog in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I first wanted to start by asking you about kind of inspiration behind your music. And as a producer and songwriter, I feel like you've always kind of touched on queer themes of love, longing, desire and intimacy in your music. Why has this been a place that you've kind of drawn inspiration from? Yeah, it's interesting because I've been making music since I was 16 and I'm like, it's like 15 years now and I've been in bands and stuff. When my first band was kind of doing all right, it was like 2011. Mm. And it was so interesting because no one would ever ask me anything in an interview about anything to do with queer stuff. It was kind of just like a nut, but not a bit of like a no-go area, but I don't even think that interviewers were equipped or felt that they, they could even ask in a way. Yeah. So it was kind of never touched on. The only thing I would ever think about with it was the fact that I was kind of like consciously using pronouns that showed that I was queer in terms of like referencing she and her in lyrics, which when I was growing up and writing songs, you know, in my room on my acoustic guitar, I was avoiding because I didn't want it to out me. So it's one of those things where it's kind of, it's just always felt quite natural from whenever I've been making music and writing music as a queer person it's kind of you're automatically politicized in it in a way isn't it because it's it's outside of the mainstream no matter what and yeah it's just interesting how much things have changed in in like 10 years or so in terms of me making music and actually having to think about it a little bit more now and actually how strongly I want to kind of defiantly be like yes I'm gonna 
kind of really take the mantle on this and represent because I think it's really important because I definitely grew up lacking that in a way. Yes, you grew up in Wales, right? Yeah. How, how was that? Yeah, kind of not 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 so much of anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no queer scene, nothing like that. I mean, there was obviously queer people around, and but no one would talk about it. And it was only when I moved to London when I was nineteen that I kind of started to even realize, not even realize it myself, because I obviously knew from when I was younger. But it allowed it to accept who I was in terms of identity. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, I mean, it's the classic thing, isn't it? Growing up in a small town in the countryside and moving to the big city lights in order to be who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Somerset, so I very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of yours personally. For me, it's more intensely felt than heard. It creates like this mood and emotion, especially when I've seen you perform live. Is that something you've kind of intentionally tried to do? No, I always joke that I can't write a happy song. And <laughs> even with, with this new album, this is some of like the happiest music I've ever written in terms of like the content, the lyrics to me. There's like a couple of songs which are obviously, you know, sad and picking apart with past relationships and friendships and stuff. But most of it is all just about being quite content, finding comfort in your close surroundings rather than having this kind of wanderlust of going out and trying to find it elsewhere. And it's really... I, I say it to my friends being, oh yeah, it's like my happy, joyful album. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's really moody. It doesn't feel like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just, I don't think, I think I've always just, my favorite kind of music is just music that even if it's, you know, euphoric, it's still got this sense of melancholy in it. And I do wonder if that's something to do with, I don't know, my queerness coming into the music. I did a thing recently where I was talking about, I'm doing an MA at the moment in creative practice and so I'm having to like analyze a lot of my own work the idea that maybe when you have joy when you're when you're queer and you finally find that kind of joy and acceptance you've still got the kind of the shadow of the journey of you know the trauma and the shame that you went through so it's kind of amazing but whether it's always completely pure because of you know the, the journey they went through and I kind of wonder that with my music like even if I'm trying to make happy music there's still these this sense of melancholy in there and then I just cannot get away from it it's always there no matter what even if I'm writing like major chords just the melody I start singing will automatically <laughs> sound sad so yeah, I'll never be able to score like a children's film or anything this <laughs> <laughs> is a very sad children's film yeah exactly I was just wondering where the name originally came from because I've always had like a secret hope that there was a queer storyline behind it <laughs> oh it's probably the most queer storyline because it's to do with my ex-girlfriend so oh. my old band we'd kind of been going for ages and then i we split up and then so i kind of kept in touch with the publishing company i had domino through that band and so they were still keeping tabs on my music making and i'd kind of email them some songs every month or so and each time i emailed them it would be a new soundcloud link with a brand new name because each time I'd email them, they'd be like, you do realise, number one, this is Taken, or this was a band in the 60s, or this is a band that's just started. And so I just literally, for about a year, just couldn't find a name. And I didn't want to go under my own name because I kind of like the separateness of it. And then my ex-girlfriend was talking about how she wanted to do a DJ set with her friend from art school. She said, oh, maybe we could be called art school girlfriends or art school girls. And I was like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> And they never used it in the end, so. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> stolen. Just stolen, yeah, fair. That was all the best names are. Yeah, most people describe your music as kind of like moody dream pop. It feels like with your more recent releases, 
particularly your recent single place to lie feels like you're moving in a bit of a different direction like more electronic-y or dancey which is really exciting yeah um, and I remember you joking that like oh there's dancing happening at an art school girlfriend gig since my first few EPs had come out I kind of I've always been into kind of I, I say the word dance music but it, I always feel like it gives the wrong impression because that to me is you know quite like when you say dance music you just think of mainstream kind of radio one evening time stuff it's not that i i do a radio show once a month on foundation fm which is kind of like a female-led uh radio online radio station what i mostly play on that is so it's so left field most of it's instrumental it's kind of a lot of ambient and the dance music that i'm really into is a lot kind of on the left field side of stuff and so it's kind of a lot of it is influenced by ambient music and kind of like lo-fi and so I've always been into that kind of music, you know, these kind of just like long instrumental tracks that require loads of patience, but have a real energy to them. Uh, as we came out of lockdown, I, I kind of wasn't ready to do any shows, but I started doing a lot of DJ sets where I got to kind of really play a lot of these dance tracks that I was really into out in a room at festivals. And I'd previously done a kind of a live techno set at um, this gay rave called Chapter 10 in London that was really interesting because the DJ sets are great because it's low pressure just playing other people's music all you've got to do is mix it and you've got to keep people dancing and I, it's such an amazing energy compared to my own shows where it's quite it's very shoegaze based everyone's just kind of stood nodding staring and it's quite low mid-tempo yeah. so I really enjoyed doing those DJ sets but the thing that really turned it for me was a few, yeah that that set I did at chapter 10 where it wasn't a DJ set it was my own music remixed live yeah. for like 45 minutes so I broke all my music down into kind of loops and stems and basically performed it live with like a trigger pad and like effects and that was really interesting because it was exactly my music. It's all the same chords and everything, but it kind of either sped up or slowed down to hit around 120 or 130 BPM. And it was really interesting because it was like, wow, I can, I've really got the same mood and the same content of the music. A whole room is raving to this. <laughs> the crowd were incredible and I got so much amazing feedback afterwards. And it was like, wow, that you can do, you can kind of do both in a way. That naturally fed into this album in terms of, just speeding up tempos, feeling a lot more about energy. But also, you know, my favorite music growing up when I was a kid was just like really hardcore guitar music, like Korn and Slipknot, Offspring and all that kind of stuff, because I was a skater. And then when I was a bit older, it was Pixies, Yeah Yeah Yeahs, PJ Harvey. The music I was really into had so much energy to it, which is something that I kind of really wanted to bring back into my music. So ironically, it's to do a lot with kind of dance music but then also getting back to my roots in terms of the energy I used to feel from guitar music yeah. also getting slightly bored of playing sad breakup songs at festivals <laughs> life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I think some of my favorite dance music, I don't know, it has these kind of like euphoric moments, but you can still like rave to it and it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And I had an interview. She said, basically, if you take your music, she was like, if you take all the drums away, you could put a dance beat under it and it would be kind of dance music. And I did that anyway. I've, I've remixed a bunch of my own tracks a few years ago anyway, and they do fit that way. So it wasn't a massive step, but yeah, it's kind of nice to look in that direction. Your cover of I Would Die For You, originally, of course, sung by Prince. I think it's such a clever reworking in your own like signature style. And obviously, Marika Hackman was featured on that. How was that working together? Do you feel like there was pressure there? No, it's it, what with Marika, it's really handy because we're in a relationship mm-hmm. and we're both musicians and we've toured together and all that kind of stuff. And we were friends for a while before we, we got romantically involved, but also musically, we've got real contrasting, but also our skill sets work really well. So I'm very technically minded and quite a geek in terms of doing all the production and getting really um, into the kind of electronic side of stuff. Whereas Marika is is just such a classic crafter of song and what she's amazing at, as well as actually production stuff. She's so, she's an amazing producer, but also is harmonies. It's something I'm, I can spend the whole day trying to pick a snare sound, but as soon as I can't find a harmony very quickly, I'll just abandon the idea. I knew that the, the track would benefit from a bunch of harmonies, but I just, I couldn't, I could find one, but then I sent it to her and she sent it back and there was literally like a stack of 17 that she'd kind of evolved. So yeah, her writing in terms of like chordal stuff and choral stuff and harmony stuff is just incredible. So she, yeah, that just completely lifted the track amazingly when she sent those back. Awesome. And I know that you used to live in Margate, which has obviously become this like hub for trendy queer creatives yeah what was it like being involved in that scene and like how different does London feel it was really interesting so I moved in 2016 when it was definitely going through its kind of gentrification I guess but it was felt really DIY like nothing you couldn't go out and do anything unless someone had put something on I remember my friends would come down to for a weekend they'd be like can we go out tonight I was like well no there's nothing on this weekend so we could just all we can do is go to the pub that's kind of like where I grew up 
like a small town where everyone knows each other and the people who are like in the creative side of things all just tend to flock together and put stuff on and make stuff and that was really exciting in terms of just the idea of being somewhere that was evolving and that I had space and you could afford to do stuff so like I had a music studio for 90 pounds a month and which had loads of space in it and then if I ended up setting setting up a little queer bookshop with my ex because it was the rent was really cheap and we could just do it and it was it's like it's quite low pressure to just like try stuff out in London it, everything is quite high stakes so if you're going to do something it needs to be done like really well and it needs to be successful otherwise it can't happen yeah it was definitely amazing to have for that time and I was there for like three years but London's where I moved to when you know I was 19 and like all my friends are still here so it kind of felt like coming home in a way my dream would be to start a bookshop yeah. <laughs> it's literally like <laughs> yeah lesbian trope <laughs> How have you found slash do you find navigating the music industry as a queer woman? One of those things that obviously the progress is incredible. And like, if you were growing up queer now, the idea of there being a queer Spotify playlist that you could just access and find all these queer artists who were like so loud and proud about it would just make me feel so much more comforted. And I would have probably come out, come out years before. But I also, there's that kind of slightly poison chalice thing of when identity starts to become a product then obviously you get negative stuff with that so a lot of the time it's the way things are packaged up and given to mainstream society means that the edges are inevitably sawn off so it's amazing but also I kind of feel somewhat uncomfortable with the kind of like rainbow flagging of anything and everything to do with what is actually people's identity not just you know something as like to put on their press release some of it feels very empty, definitely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know that you play for the football team, Legends FC, um, with your partner. Firstly, can I just say I love your pink kit? I play for <laughs> the football team myself, and I'm very jealous. What colour do you have? We're black and yellow, which is really Oh, no, cool. see, that's, that's cool. What happened is that we used to have an orange kit, and then we couldn't find a replacement one that was, like, not a really, like, evil company. So we found this one that was, like... <laughs> We're like, okay, well, let's do pink instead. And also loads of other teams in our league had gone orange at that point. So it's getting complicated. Yeah. And then we bought this pink one, but the fitting of it is so bad. And we all look absolutely awful in all of our photos because we've all got a red face and then there's really ill-fitting pink kit. So I'm glad you like it, but the consensus on the team is that it wasn't the best choice. Okay. I'm just yeah. a pink fan. But yeah, secondly like women's football has always been a really important in exploring my own identity I just wanted to ask you what that's meant for you as a lesbian yeah again it's really interesting that's weirdly I was just going through Brixton and I saw like a sports center where I used to travel when I first moved to London I looked there was no Instagram like any kind of football scene that I knew of at the time so I remember looking on Gumtree to find try and find a team and the only one I could find that I could like play with casually was like in the arse end of Brixton and I was coming from like North Hackney and it would just be like these strangers and we'd play football and then like no one would really want like go for a pint and then I'd just go home and it was really kind of like random yeah. and then now it's like the scene is incredible like all these teams who are beginners just being like fuck it I've always wanted to play football me and my mates want to play football we're going to set up a team and we're going to come up with a funny name and we're just going to join a league and do it. And I just think it's absolutely incredible because yeah. I've, I've played since I was a kid. I've always been playing with 
guys like after school, guys on holiday. I had managed to join the boys' football team at school, but then, you know, had to stop because I got too old and had to do netball instead. So I just think the idea of actually becoming part of like mainstream culture is just incredible. But also for like non-queer women, I think a lot of non-queer women would find it quite, used to find it quite intimidating space. Yeah. Because they'd always been told this isn't a women's thing, especially not a straight women's thing. So I actually think a lot of my straight female friends now feeling confident enough to want to go and buy a pair of football boots, I think is incredible. The kind of culture flip of stuff, it's always been there and the appetite's always been there. I just think now it's because people have now realized that yes, BBC, show it on mainstream TV. Don't make us watch it on some weird little website. Like last time I went to Emirates, it was like absolutely packed for the women's Arsenal game. And it's just like so many families, again, just so many different people wanting to get involved in it. It's just great. Who do you think's better at football, you or Marika? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She'd kill me for that. We play different positions. All right. So I'm a goal hanger up front. She can feed me the ball from the middle. We're definitely better on this. She's just coming. She's absolutely living. <laughs> no comment. I'm glad they comment. Yeah, she feeds me the ball. I score the goals. That's our relationship Very on good. the yeah. <laughs> And yeah, lastly, have you got anything exciting that you could tell Diva about? I know there's whispers about the new album. Yeah, so we're announcing the album on the 10th of March. She'll be out in August, I think early August. And then we'll be doing a tour in that autumn. Because the album's all done and I obviously want to do some new stuff and keep working on new material, but I'm actually quite keen this year because I've just got a studio space to start working maybe kind of like on other people's music a lot more and kind of do some production and writing sessions for other people. Because it just uses a different part of my brain, which I find very freeing from, you know, the pressure of it being your own music and having to be a certain way and perfect and aligning with what you're working on at that point, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I'd like to start working a bit more on other people's music this year for sure. Well, I can't wait for the new album and I'll probably see you on tour somewhere. I'm based in Bristol, so. We're definitely doing a show though. I think it's at Rough Trade actually. What's your football team called? Uh, Steps FC. Steps FC. Yeah. Is that after the band? <laughs> no, everyone says that. It's this pub in Bristol called Christmas Steps. Oh, the Christmas Steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's a cool, trendy team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> One of them. <laughs> Amazing. Great. Well, it was nice to meet you. Yeah, lovely to meet you too. Thank you so much for talking to us. Amazing. Bye. All right. Thanks very much. Nice to meet you. Bye bye. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every week, we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.